0: Welcome to today's Worldly Wellbeing podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Luke. Through our website and this podcast, we're seeking to connect with what worldly wellbeing means. And by listening today, you're joining with us.
1: Our podcast today is all about finding food fulfillment. It's looking at what traveling looks like when we've all been experiencing lockdown. And we found that a really great way to do that is to travel through our kitchens. Worldly wellbeing is exploring what it looks like to connect travel and our wellbeing. And we're doing that through the development of three pillars that we think offer guiding principles to consider that theme of well wellbeing. Our pillar today is the engage pillar. And this focuses on the immediate things like sensory experiences, seeing, hearing, tasting. And as we're talking about the delights of food today, both creating and eating and sharing, This seems like a really great way to introduce what Engage means to us. You can check out our website, Worldly Wellbeing, to find out more. First of all, though, we're going to talk about Italy and Holly's experiences of living there. Also, why we both love Italian food and culture. So, Holly, how long did you live there for?
0: So, I lived in Rome for two years and I returned to the UK about two years ago.
1: So... Obviously, Europe is really close to us. There are so many countries to choose from. You you plumped for Italy. What did you find particularly life-giving whilst you were there?
0: Something that really struck me um, is how warm and open the Italian culture and way of life is. They really have a, a physical closeness that we don't have here in the UK. It's really typical to greet someone new with a double kiss. And it's a way of taking time to engage with someone new, even for a brief moment. For sure, there's a real sense of community in Italy. I'd say that socialising pretty much infuses all of their day, whether it's um, meeting with someone for a coffee before work, taking time in your lunch break to sit down and have a proper meal, and again, seeing people in the evening for a drink or aperitivo. It's very much about coming together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't had the same experiences that you've had, but my limited time spent in Italy, usually visiting you, you get a real sense of that community, that that closeness of people, that desire to spend time with one another. So you mentioned that you've been back for a while. Um, What do you miss most of all?
0: Well, quite simply, one of the things I really miss is the literal warmth I feel like when I was in Rome, it was just endless summer evenings, relaxing and bathing in a sort of soft warmth that I'm yet to reconnect with in the UK. And of course, the Italian food.
1: Absolutely. Like, Italians do many things well, but food in Italy is something else. My experiences of food in Italy suggest to me that it's it really is about fulfilment, and uh, the kind of the the positive sense of what it means to be fulfilled by food. Eating food for me in Italy, alongside Italians, is a magical experience. And I can remember that first time I put a forkful of cacio e pepe to my mouth and felt the different flavors exploding on my tongue, while sat out on that those warm terraces that you were describing on a on a hot summer's evening. And I knew in that moment that Italy had cracked what it really means, what it truly means to find food fulfilling and to enjoy it.
0: Oh, stop it. I'd like to be there right now. So I completely feel the same as you. Um, and something that I've really noticed about food in Italy is it's, it's not an addition to life. It's not something you need. It's something that you want. And it's very much part of life. It really is where people gather together. In a way, food and the process of dining really kind of lubricates community. Something that I love is that I've noticed Italians are either eating food or talking about food from dawn to dusk. One of my most memorable first experiences in Italy um, was a school that I worked at. And I remember one of my colleagues went out and had this great sandwich at lunchtime. For the rest of the afternoon, honestly, no word of a lie, four hours it probably was. Everybody in that building knew about the sandwich. Anybody who entered the building knew about this sandwich. She even called her husband and then her sister to describe this sandwich. In that moment, I saw that real importance of food for an Italian person.
1: Yeah, and I think that kind of experience is echoed now as Italy begins to consider what it looks like to, to come out of lockdown and how do you connect to the Italian culture of eating and socialising together whilst also considering the impact of a pandemic. Um, and I've been chatting to some Italian colleagues recently and the kind of the fear in their voices when considering what it looks like to have to socially distance when eating. Whereas in a British context, you might often eat alone and more out of, out of need than than desire, but you might often do that during your day and you wouldn't think anything of it.
0: No, that's com- it's a completely different way of engaging with food over here. And I'm really intrigued to see, like you say, how that will be when we're allowed back into Italy or anywhere. Yeah,
1: yeah, anywhere. Get Get me to Italy.
0: So we want to talk about our experiences of wine tasting and making gnocchi. But if you're someone who loves food like us and have an interest in the history of food and how it develops, I have written a blog about the tradition of gnocchi. Do check it out on our website if you want to know more about this delightful food. So more about the online tasting and making that we did. These were hosted by Tuscany Now and More, who are a luxury villa rental company. And during this lockdown period, they've been taking the time to put together some online experiences, connecting with local chefs and also with local sommeliers to learn about wine.
1: Yeah, and so we decided that this would be a great way to reconnect with some food that we love, also learn a new skill, hopefully, uh, and also try some wine that we hadn't tasted before. We had to try and find that wine first, which was a bit of an adventure. It's really hard to find the Negro Amaro grape in the UK. It's even harder to find a Rosato Negro Amaro in the UK, but we cracked it by the wonderful help from the uh, team at Libiamo. They could not have been more helpful. They got the wine with, to us within 24 hours, and we were then set and ready to go to do the wine tasting the following
0: evening. Yeah, so we were eternally grateful. Personally, I have been delving into the world of wine recently, and I get really excited about the fact there seems to be a whole world within the glass. Uh, wine tasting engages so many of your senses its sight its smell its touch and its taste and on the wine tasting experience with Valentina she took us on a journey we started in the vineyards of Puglia and we made our way back to our homes or wherever we were and she really guided us through exploring the colour of the wine the smells and finally and thankfully the taste as well It was certainly memorable, wasn't it, Luke?
1: It definitely was. And it was that, I remember thinking, at what point are we going to be able to drink this wine? Because it's such a process to get to that first sip. It's not just about how does it taste initially, but actually all these other things that you've just described that then lead up to that first taste. And then you've got the whole process after that first taste as well. I loved it. It was kind of my first introduction to wine tasting, particularly online, but I felt very comfortable and looked after, not only by Valentina, but by Holly as well, because Holly was guiding me through the note making process. And then we moved on to gnocchi making. Now, fortunately we hadn't drunk too much wine at this point, which was definitely a benefit because it was a wild ride. However, we were surprisingly both really happy with how it turned out Uh, in the end. Our kitchens got a little bit hot. They got a little bit sweaty.
0: Very messy
1: very messy my kitchen is usually the most pristine place everything's wiped down after i've used it everything's rinsed straight away so nothing gets stained later there was no time for that in this gnocchi making process everything was going 100 miles per hour it was full speed ahead uh, and it was definitely a baptism by fire but it was also a real lesson for me to learn to let go of the all-important process and to try and lean into an experience in the moment, in the then and there. Um, I definitely don't think I've cracked gnocchi making at this stage, even though I was pretty tough with it, but practice makes perfect.
0: Absolutely. So I really enjoyed the fact that we shared this experience together, albeit in slightly unusual circumstances, but I think it was a nice reminder of the kind of community that i talked about earlier in Italy that we joined together around uh, food and wine in this case. And doing an experience like this, we were able to connect with a much wider group of people all over the world, all online at the same time. And together, we we embarked on a journey of engaging with the wine itself. We were discovering something new. We were discussing it. And it was a really fulfilling experience to know that you've in, engaged with something that typically you might just knock back. Uh, But in this case, we learned something and we got deeper in with it.
1: Yeah. And I think I would express similar sentiments about the gnocchi making process. I think food often has become stigmatized. I think it's really easy to either find your whole self in eating food or find your whole self in not eating food. And this process um, was about finding food fulfilling, but in a balanced way. Um, particularly as we often tend to consider something like gnocchi as bad food, like in those quotation marks. Um, And this was particularly fulfilling because it took away from that. It allowed for me, at least, to engage in a process that has been built up by a community, has become a skill, and then was an end product that is normally shared. Uh, And that process of engaging from beginning to end connecting finding fulfillment through the whole process was just a really beautiful way to spend an evening
0: there's many things that have come out of this lockdown process but just quite simply from that evening we both learned new skills and we also were able to engage on a global level very simply through our computers
1: yeah it connected us with people it connected us with someone who had something to share in terms mm. of a skill And we were able for a brief moment to live outside of our respective homes in the UK. And that was that was really wonderful to to experience together.
0: Now, we did also record our live synchronisation. So let's end with a few clips of the two of us on Saturday night. Wow, I'm actually so impressed that it does not taste like juicy cat pee. (laughs) It smells (laughs) like like a pee I think like a melon as well is melon, mm. yes definitely i i can smell melon in my in wait mel-
1: did she hear me i'm panicking because she's already adding flour and she didn't tell us what to do with potato my oh
0: my gosh and now my dad's taken my wine.
1: it's gone rogue we've gone rogue thank you for listening to the worldly well-being podcast today where we have been finding food fulfillment do check out our website and we'll be back next week with another podcast
0: Ciao.